a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger, have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So, please keep in mind, we're not doctors. Never claim to no. be. No, we don't. Just a couple of dumbbells, love ourselves some fitness, want to help you with yours. And the help can start right now, baby. Yeah. You know, um, if you're watching us live on YouTube... Even in the intro, it looks like Stanger is reading the intro, like he doesn't know it. But he's not. He's he's just letting the people on Instagram and on our social media know that we are live right now. And, um, you know, go ahead and go crazy on those questions for us. Yeah, I'm just pulling this up, and I'm not fast at doing it, but I will yeah. get it done. Very slow at any kind of technology <laughs> is this Ryan Stanger. Can, can watch a movie. Knows how to throw a DVD oh, yeah. or, a, or a laser disc in that player. Yep. Can absolutely no. still use my laser disc player, no problem. So I'm up to no, speed no. on that technology. No problem making sure that his Betamax is pushed down and ready to start rolling. <laughs> pushed down? You got to push that Betamax down like it's a cartridge. It's not even like a video, it's like a straight up cartridge, I think. It is. And then I'm going to. But yeah, oh, we should also. I would love to do like one. Where we go jump back onto Instagram too, but oh yeah, you know, that's for another time. I feel like for good reason, um, all main social media in in that way where it's just focused on social social media. I don't know, I don't even know what I'm saying or how I'm saying this, but is still honestly focused on like the world around us right now. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to know what to post when to you know and it just feels a little gross sometimes to yeah. clog up that stuff with things that Definitely. aren't related to positive change or causes or activism well, you know the thing is is honestly it's um it's the time now where um you know people are like don't go back to normal or it's not about getting back to normal it's like oh well it's not about being normal it's like whatever this new world is, it's making sure that we're focused in on, you know, that our whole thing isn't about where we brunch. And, I mean, right now, if you brunch, you're going to get shit for, too. Yeah, dude. You shouldn't be brunching. You can't, you, we can't be brunching. You can't be brunching. No, nobody could go, go be going, go be going, go be going, brunch. No, unless you want that COVID to take a brunch on your lungs, don't brunch, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Crazy. Crazy. COVID's toasting champagne in people's fucking respiratory systems here. COVID's crushing this California life. It is. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. It is um it is taking over. I you remember when we first started this umteen umteen times ago? What was it like twenty six, thirty eight weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. When this started? It was like, oh, maybe by the time the summer heat comes, yeah, I know. it'll be like the flu where the summer heat goes, takes it away. Uh-uh, baby. We had a bunch of fantasies. N- not this time, baby. Uh, yeah, no. Not nah, even close. No, no. So we're, we're in it now. We're, we're still going to bring you health and positivity. We're still going to bring yeah. some, um, you know, some, some light activism, you know, as much as what we can do to the show. And if anytime folks want to come on here and talk about that, I think that's always great. And I'm with yeah. you, Eugene. It's just got to stick around. I mean, that's, you know. There's not a returning to normal. There's just where we are now. 
Yeah, it's yeah. the new normal, as people are saying it, or like, you know, which is also going to be a better place where people are more aware of everything going on. And, you know, and it's it's the long haul. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's people are talking about it. It's funny. It's like, I don't know how funny it is, but people are talking about how, you know, um, being anti-racist and, and, and being focused on equality and, you know, um, and, and Black Lives Matter and, and, and all of it as, you know, a marathon. And, and people are bringing it up as like working out and eating right terms, which is true. It's like yeah. it's not about what, you know, you and people do it like a crash diet. People have been very much the crash diet mentality even for that, where they're going really hard for that first month. Right. And then, you know, with with everything that, you know, like when the beginning of all of the protests were going on, it was like everybody go, everybody went keto. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, you know, stopped buying this and started buying that and and was focused on keto and this and, you know, bread sales were down across the world. They were talking about it all the time. Keto this, keto that. They did it at their nephew's uh, uh, birthday party. They brought right. their own food to their nephew's birthday party. Yes, all of that. <laughs> oh, all of that. Yeah. All of that. No sugar. It was just, just like Whole30. It was like all of this. It yeah, was it like became the, the new f- identity. It did. Yeah. Are and, you are, are you in favor of everybody being equal? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> yeah. like the same. And that's what that was for a while. And then now, it's like, you oh. know, eh. it's funny because it's like July 4th happened. It's almost in the same thing where then like people are not dieting. You're seeing everybody eating hot dogs. Yeah. In the same way of people posting their black squares and then you're seeing that they're holding Trump flags or whatever oh, no. at the barbecues they're at or, you know, or or out on the beach with no mask and it's just like... Or just no longer involved in the cause anymore. Just kind yeah. of back to whatever their, you know... Sure. Whatever yeah. their fucking normal life, quote-unquote normal know, like life was. Or, you know, like supporting small businesses that are black owned and then complaining that like you know they can't handle the amount of uh of inventory that they're getting and it's like what what do you expect i mean it's like the people getting mad at at um at the fitness industry well for two reasons but one running out of product yeah you know they're they're not being dumbbells out there for you to buy anymore and they have to produce more two you know also some of those companies just like Raising the the prices and yeah, you know, gouging. killing people on it, gouging. Well, so I guess that can kind of bleed into a little bit. So we're going to talk a lot about nutrition today. Yes, um, I'm going to show Eugene some grain free trips chips that I've been liking right now. Show you guys yeah. too, obviously, and then, uh, but uh, and then we'll answer any questions you might have on nutrition. Uh, uh-huh. But before we do that, I think um, so. It's come up a few times on the show. Like, what what do gyms look like right now? And oh, what's yeah. going on in the gym space? We asked the Bell Babies if there's anybody out there that has some experience, and some people actually wrote in, and I thought it was pretty interesting. I think um, they just changed the rules in California to where yeah. you have to wear a mask and a gym. I mean, sorry, a mask and gloves in the gym at all times now, right? Right. So initially, it was you had to wear a mask like in the common spaces, you know, checking in and all that kind of stuff. And then when you were in a workout area, you could take the mask off. Um, and then now oh, it's, was that the rule before? And then, it, and then and then areas were kind of squared off. They if were you're squ- in like yeah. a small group training right you know, situation. They had roped off or they had removed equipment, and so they were like 
keeping it limited. And then in the gym, I don't know about the other gyms, but in Equinox, I haven't been since all this started, but they sent out a note, like a letter to all of us that you had to make an appointment to come in to work out. So uh, I think that was the way they were limiting the numbers. So it was like, you get like a two hour block and they would only let, you know, 50 people or whatever it was in at that time. I don't know the exact numbers of it. So I don't know if all the gyms were doing that. And then now with the numbers going back up in California, I, I mean, I'm assuming the gyms are going to close back down, but for right now it's they're mandating masks and gloves. And so we had, let me pull it up here. Um, okay. So let's see here. Uh, recently started getting bad. No, not this one. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got it. Allie. Okay, this is coming to us from Allie. Okay, hey, Dumbbells. Just listened to your recent pod, and I heard you wanted to see how our gyms were adapting to reopening. I love Orange Theory, and I think they've made it as safe as can be. Um, here's a video of what they're doing when they arrive. So you social distance uh, line outside and no mingling in the studio. You do the whole check-in process, um, and then uh, uh, sorry, and then the uh, you, then you're allowed to enter the actual workout studio. They're having people at every other station, so everyone is six plus feet apart. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, tread rowers and on the floor. At Orange Theory Fitness, they're doing workouts where you switch to each station once a class. In between switches, we get a uh, a new wipe to wipe everything down during the switch process. The floor people will walk around the studio by the lockers and walk back to go into the tread while the tread and rowers then wait to switch. No fans are being turned on and any weights used are used only once. Once a person uses them, instead of re-racking their sets to the side, uh, instead of re-racking their set to the side, oh, sorry, instead of re-racking, they're set to the side until the next class. Oh, After each class, the studio is doing a deep clean of the whole studio, I think for around 30 minutes. Um, I think they've made workouts as safe as they can be at this point, and at least it has made me comfortable enough to attend. I don't think I've heard of anyone on the pod uh, go to Orange Theory Fitness yet, unless I missed it. No, we haven't had anybody do Orange Theory. I think you and I maybe talked about it a little bit. But. Yeah, and I, and I did it um, when I was in Atlanta for a second, uh, but I was only out there for less than a week, so I only got to... Try it out. Try it out. She's uh, She loves it. She'd love to hear our thoughts. It's the first place I've truly loved working out, and I feel as though I, uh, uh, I have the lowest motivation ever to work out, and wow. she gets easily frustrated. So she loves the place, and she wanted to share. She feels like they're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, that's great. Well, I mean, you know, as far as that, as them focusing overly on – um, on cleanliness and, and sanitizing everything. That I mean, that sounds pretty much as good as you can get, you know? Yes, um, I, should say, I should say they're also testing temperature, too, at the door. So you have to hand sanitize, and then they, pull your, they test your temperature before they let you in, too. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and I, I felt like it was always... So... Um, Orange Theory, as far as a workout is concerned, is I, I think is pretty great. Um, what can you I, explain? What it what is it? So um, it's um, so I went to the one in Midtown in Atlanta, um, and uh, shout out to that gym because they were really great. Um, and I, I was only out there for maybe a week before I had to fly back, <laughs> um, so I only did maybe two, 
sessions, two classes. Okay. And um, there's like a warm up. There's a there's rowers, weights, or a treadmill. Like those are the three stations. Okay. And um, it starts with um, you. You start at one of those stations, and um, and the workout changes every day, and it's roughly about an hour, and it's. Um, it's either two of the stations or all three of the stations, depending on which of the classes you signed up for. But it's, it's usually a strength element to it and a cardio element to it. And it's about half and half. Okay. So you'll, you'll, you'll do, you know, a five or 10 minute warm up, and then you'll either do the treadmill for 20 minutes and then, um, weights for 20 minutes or weights. And then the first and then the treadmill, um, or, have the rower in there as well and do like 15, 15, 15. Um, uh, but uh, the workouts are like high intensity interval training style um, treadmill runs. Okay. So, so you're, you know, you're doing sprints and you're getting into like your red zone or your orange zone, which is like, you know, you're, 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 you're breaking a sweat. Yeah. And then your base pace, you're in for like maybe two minutes. Like you're doing your base pace and then you sprint for 30 seconds and then you go into like a push pace for 30 seconds and then back to your base. And it's kind of like that where it's just like run, walk. I mean, run, jog, run, jog, sprint, jog, sprint, jog, run, jog type thing so that you're just, you know, constantly moving and, you know, getting, uh, you know, uh, their splat points, which is similar to like, you know, those, those, um, those high cardio points for staying in that zone for a long, keeping your heart rate up for that yeah. amount of time. And then, you know, what the focus is, is to make sure that your fitness level gets to the point where when you're cool, when you are in your base pace, that you're able to slow down your heart rate enough to then really push I see. to the limits once you get to your, you know, to when you really go for that push pace and you're really going for that, you know, all out pace. Okay. So, um, so it's great. It's really great when it comes to that. And then I, the weight side of it is like light dumbbells for the most part, maybe up to 35s or 25s, but it's like, you know, um, and it's, and it's all like a Metcon style thing where it's just like, you're doing these three movements, you're doing like, you know, um, curls into push-ups into, you know, upright rows or something like that, like kind of, you know, and you go through this, this circuit as many times as possible within 10 minutes Fun. and then you do another one. So, um, it's good. And then it's, you know, uh, it's a mix of TRX and dumbbells. TRX and dumbbells. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it feels like um, the best kind of Metcons that were happening in like a CrossFit gym without having to throw a barbell around. Okay. So you lose, you, you lose the Olympic movements. You lose them in the sense of using a barbell, and the but barbell. you're still, you're still doing like a clean with two dumbbells, which oh, you're doing you know, dumbbell cleans. If you're, if you're doing that, you know, in some workouts in one of the workouts we did like dumbbell cleans and thrusters. So I was like, okay. Okay. Um, and when the instructor came around, you know, they were like, oh, you're, you've, you have like that kind of CrossFit mentality. Like the way that I was going through the movement, she was like, oh, you were, did CrossFit before this. Cause it was like, kind of like, 
I would slow down my pace with a certain thing and then like bang out the thing that I know I could do really quickly. (laughs) So then I can slowly like, you know, so I was kind of doing like a hit workout within even the weight. Right. Sandbagging a little bit to make sure you could recover the right way. Recover the right way. So I'd like, you know, or, or so that I could really speed through some burpees so then I can go heavier on like the curls and go slower so that I can do more rounds or whatever. But I was already kind of gaming the system in that way, which was fun. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah, it's a great, and so um, what I was going to say is, so I was there the week before flying back. So this is uh, Tom Hanks week, the week that we found out Tom Hanks, you know, like then. So it was like, Everybody started talking about it. Lockdown it hasn't officially started. And, you know, um, by that Friday, I had to fly. They flew me back home, right? Right. So prior to that, I'd only been there. And um, this Orange Theory, when I was shooting that Clint Eastwood movie the year prior, was right around the corner. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just join that this year because it seems like this fun thing and I'll be around for a month. And, you know, I can like... It, it gives me some kind of like class, you know, focus for the month. So that's why I signed up for that. And then I didn't even get to, I just got to do my trial workouts. <laughs> um, but I was already in that full on classes in the first class, you know, I was doing that stuff and I was like, Ooh, I'm into this. Yeah. On, I took a, um, I maybe had to do like some kind of fitting or something the next day. I couldn't go. The next day was Thursday before they flew me back. At that point, they had really focused in on cleaning things already. Now, yeah. you know, they hadn't closed down, but they were like, um, they were, they already did the every other trip. If they let ev- as many people sign up as possible, but if there was an ability to skip uh, like a treadmill in between, you would. Or if there was a certain amount of people in the class, then some people were just assigned to certain rowers already, and some people were assigned to certain treadmills. Um, and you were wiping down everything after every use. Yeah. And you were, and there was a little, there was that happening before that. Like it felt like a very clean, yeah. Um, you know, gym it's, anyway. It seems like these kind of more corporate gyms that have a lot of structure and or infrastructure in place and resources already had a pretty good cleaning practice going into this and they seem to be able to implement things more easily than some of these kind of mom and pop places that just leave it up to their, I mean, the worry that I have, and I don't know if this is the worry that you have Stanger, but uh, you know, about going back is, I mean, there, there's this constant thing where there is some new studies or blah, 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 um, of it being airborne, this, that, the other thing. But the thing that worries me the most is, what has been consistently um, scary that people, people, uh, you know, debate it for a number of reasons about being outside. Like, should you be wearing a mask if you're walking or taking a run outside or doing any sports outside? And some people say no. Some people say yes, because it doesn't stay in the air as long, but you're also outside. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can, and you have plenty of room, hopefully, to avoid people. Like if you're running and even somebody is running towards you, if both of you just ran a little bit more to the right, yeah. you would be 10 feet apart in a second. Yeah. You'd be 20 feet apart in two seconds if there's that much space and you have the ability of that possibly happening. In any kind of gym, the fact that you're indoors, yeah. like, and, and the fact, and not trying to, 
downplay what Orange Theory is doing, but the idea of no fans in there, meaning that it's not blowing the air around, which just means that it, you're just kind of sitting in there even more, feels just as... I could see how it's supposed to be less dangerous because... Yeah, you're not blowing... Pe- like, you breathing not, hard isn't being blown over to where yes, I'm breathing hard. Right. right. Yeah, but people no, are still breathing hard in a small space. Yeah, no. You know, unfortunately, this thing, you know, like we talked about before, has become so politicized that you get all kinds of conflicting information and people will cite one scientist versus another scientist versus another scientist to, like, prove and counterprove and disprove sure. and... So, you know, it comes down to like all this viral load talk and how much viral load is in uh, an infected person when they exhale versus when they right. cough versus how long versus how much of it you have to breathe in. And it just seems to me like if you're pounding breath out and you're in an area that with no circulated air, I don't know, it just seems like you're in, you're, you're putting yourself at risk of inhaling that stuff for a half hour or an hour and that's all it takes, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I'm by myself in this room that I'm in, which is my office slash, you know, our like mud room, laundry room thing. And I was, when our garage was getting worked on, I was working out in here. Now there's enough to, it's like a size of maybe a better, like a small bedroom. So you could fit like a twin size bed in here, or maybe even a full size bed. And then like, a, you know, and this desk and all of this stuff and still have plenty of room with that. When I was working out in here and doing any kind of, hit training in here it was muggy as shit yeah you changed the ecosystem of the room yeah it was gross like and for a while it was, I would it was open an, the door it estu- was gross it was an estuary yeah you had like certain kind of wildlife ducks sure yeah there was so many ducks in here yeah amphibians. by the end of that hour there were so many ducks so much moss yeah. a weird amount of moss in yeah but tree frogs it was, it was, it changed, you know, and I was just like, I could not imagine that happening in a gym right now. If, if, if this whole space has been taken up by my mess, yeah. you put three more people in something that's three times the size, which is probably the size of a gym. I don't know. I, I don't know how much they've studied it either. I, you know, I know that they're interested in churches because there's been a lot of like super spreading at churches. And so that's like a huge collection of people. 100 plus, all singing at the same time. So that is yes. a lot of like virus going out there and people breathing it in and all that and stuff. And it's also everybody talking at exactly the same time. Yeah. You know, singing, talking at the same time, responding at the same time. Everybody is speaking to each other's, the back of each other's heads, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know, and facing one way. But I, I think also the other thing with churches, it, and I know gyms are up there, and I get that gyms are up there, but people go to the church because they're sick so that they can pray. Oh, yeah. So people don't unless... People don't go to the gym when they're not feeling well. Right. You just don't do it. I, you, you, know, don't, you don't try to work it out, and especially right now, I would hope that if you were like feeling anything in your lungs that you wouldn't be like, Oh, let me just sprint this out on a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. You know, or something like that. Or like, you know, you would, you would hope that if you're showing any kind of symptoms of anything, a cold or flu, this, anything that you'd probably try to avoid the gym so that you wouldn't, you know, that's infect a good point. Anybody else. But who knows? It's a good bro science point. I, you know, and 
and also I'm just trying to think of, I haven't read anything about a major outbreak coming from a gym, which is kind of interesting. Right. But that's, but they you know, also, who knows, I mean, you know. I think they also had closed down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but they were afterwards. able, when they did the contract tracing in Oregon, it was like the, the or Washington, it was the church. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how well we're not doing contact tracing very well in the States yet anyway. So it's yeah. tough to, I mean, maybe it has happened and we just haven't, we haven't picked up maybe on it. Ha- I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, who knows? I, I mean, either way, I don't feel good. I don't feel good going yet. I know. I haven't gotten, especially now. Well, what are your, um, I, I, we'll, we'll get into nutrition because that's, uh, because somebody even already asked about it over here. But since we were just talking about the gyms and them opening up and feeling like they're probably going to close up again, yeah. um, uh, but you know, I, I have seen people working out in in spaces where they do have the the box, you know, um, and it seems pretty safe, and it's not that many people in in these classes. And you know, I, I feel like, to be honest, if people are feeling healthy, then they and and uh, are focused on the nutrition and focused on that, and maybe have already even gotten tested. Yeah that they're going to these gyms focused on, you know, uh, on their health and that. And I, I'd feel pretty comfortable with a, a, a small gym that I knew a bunch of people in, you know, I think. I don't know. Um, how do you feel about uh, school? Well, tough tough to know. I mean, I, uh, I mean, he just having a, like a kid – that's like an active kid in that's going to be in fourth grade. Yeah. I mean, he really needs school, you know? So uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know LA is looking into doing some distance stuff in within the school Mm -hmm. and implementing some tests and, you know, I don't know, like a, uh, a way that they can kind of screen students by how you have, you fill out like a daily thing, like have you or anybody in your house been infected? And then they do like a, you know, a temperature check before they go in. Yeah. Now they do stuff like that. I realize it's not perfect. You know, there's still going to be some kids that slip through the cracks in there, but I would imagine that that would slow it down a lot. Sure. You know, sure. Um, I mean, you know, let's say, let's say it improves it by half. I mean, that's something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I uh, I definitely don't want you know school to make these numbers go way up. But at the same time, I couldn't imagine <laughs> having him stuck at home for like another six months or something, yeah. or like a yeah. year. Like, I mean, that's I don't know. I, I, he's starting to get, and he's you know my guy's like really agreeable and like a happy kid and a go with the flow kind of dude. And he's even get like getting a little fucking stir crazy. You know? Sure. Yeah. And beyond stir crazy, like bummed out a little bit. Yes, of course. Yeah. So you got to s- s- keep that energy up, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that being said, you know, I mean, we're, you have to do what you got to do as a society. I mean, we're all in this together, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know what the alternative is. I mean, if things don't improve, just like, going back. I don't know, but it is interesting too, because you do see some, some scientists and who and CDC people saying that like they're, you know, school opening schools can work. And in some instances is better somehow. Right. But I, you know, um, what do you think? 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm just it, it's still kind of on the fence. I like you know we'll, we'll get updates from the preschool and stuff saying like this is the things that they're taking, and part of that is like you know trying to convince a bunch of preschool kids to keep masks on. I think is going to be yeah bananas. Yeah. Um, and um, and who knows? Maybe maybe uh, by the time. September hits, there's more information, but you know, that's what we were saying three months ago <laughs> I that know. when, when July hits or whatever, that, it, you know, there'd be more information. We'll know everything and it'll slow down. Yeah. It's just but, like, you we know, know less and it's sped up. Yes. So I guess we can only just see what happens and, you know, and focus on, on the positive that, yeah, both of our little dudes are trying their best and, but are obviously going you know, pretty crazy. And, you know, I, it's funny, like we'd still try to go to like some kind of park situation and go for a walk or walk around or go to like, um, like the, you know, some kind of, um, garden and, you know, outdoor space. The Scanzo. Yeah. And you'll see other kids and you can just see him pull his mask up and it's like almost sad. Yeah. Or, or he'll stand far away and then we'd just make sure that we're saying hi yeah. You know, just from a distance, which, you know, it just at least gives them some kind of interaction. But have you guys extended your like bubble of people? Yeah. Or no? We have. You have. Yeah. We yeah. have. So he's had some, a few friends too that the parents are pretty much the same as us. So it's been like, all right, we're, we're letting them, the kids get together. We do outside though. So they, they come and play in the backyard and then him over in the backyard type thing too. Yeah, but no, uh, but you guys haven't like gotten tested or anything. Have not gotten tested yet, no. Yeah, just kind of opened up your. Yeah, yeah. Opened opened it up a little bit to people that were quarantining in a similar way and also sure. working from home. So I, I feel like I mean, it's, if they're not lying to us, our it hasn't opened up our contact circle too much, right? You know, but I mean, you know, it is. I don't. Know, we haven't done like a in indoor play date yet they've been sure. outside and the parents haven't been hanging it's been the kids but you know if he right. gets it we're gonna get it so sure yeah hey stang you know we need ourselves you know comfortable underwear some socks shirts undershirts hoodies sweatpants those are things that we need in our life especially you know when we're working out and uh, when we're just like i mean you need Underwear and socks when you're just kind of living your life. Am yeah, I right? dude. I, I, I mean, I'm a grown man. I can't. Yeah, I too. can't have. I did can't I mention wear, that I'm a? Did I mention that I never a grown have? Man as but well? this is a good okay. time to do it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't have. I can't wear garbage anymore. No. Can't wear no stretched out grungy underwear with holes. I can't wear like goofy sweatpants or hoodies. I need right. some quality Wait. stuff. My t-shirts can't be ripped not on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, not just because it's a wear and tear. Like, I just don't know how to wash it correctly. Or I've had the same, you know, white t-shirts that have just got, like, you know, the, the underarm yeah. grossness. All that stuff where it's all stiff. Like, right. I don't need that. I, I, need, I need great fabrics. Yes. You know, I need, I need smart designs. And when I shop for this stuff, I need it to be simple. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to go on a, like a treasure quest to find good underwear, good undershirts, right. and stuff. I need. I and need a simple what? interface. And we got one, Mac Weldon. 
Yeah. You know, they believe in smart design. They believe in, in premium fabrics and simple shopping. And their website is so easy to use, and their products are so comfortable. Um, the underwear I have from them, the socks that I have, uh, the T-shirts that I rock, um, I love my Mac Weldon shirts. Yeah, I mean, we um, both we both played around on their website, ordered a bunch of stuff from them. I'm a huge fan of their silver underwear and shirts. Uh, yeah. They're made uh, from a naturally antimicrobial fabric, so that means they eliminate odor, so I'm not stinking up my family. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in close proximity with my family. I don't want to freak them out with my grown man odor. Oh, and yeah, so, so. and when I'm rocking T-shirts, I don't want to be like after I work out still... I still want to be able to wear that shirt for a little while. I know I should probably change the yeah. shower right away, but I usually don't because I'm running after my kid and doing right. that stuff. And my wife isn't grossed out by me. No. She loves the t-shirt the, the t-shirts that I have from Mac Weldon because they they perform well when I'm working out and you know, she thinks that I look cute in them. What else can they say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you look cute in them, man. Thank Listen, the Mack Weldon folks, they're thinking about performance. They're thinking about comfort. They're using the best fabrics and materials. They're using technology. And, and they have their own um, totally free loyalty program yeah. called Weldon Blue. So level one gets you free shipping for life. For life. And once you reach level two by spending 200 bucks, Mack Weldon starts giving you 20% off Every order for the next year. So the, you, you spend 200 bucks. everything for that next year is 20% off. Yes. So this is totally free. You just get this by joining the program, spending yeah. the money, hitting the levels, and then you're set for, you get but that listen, shipping for life. I mean, yeah. yeah that's- Even if, if you're just Weldon Blue and you just rock out, you know, uh, a certain amount every year, or you're just a member, a loyalty member, which is free, you're getting free shipping. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. So you're getting that back tenfold. Uh, I'll tell you right now. T- I love us. I love the T-shirts, but I will say these Mack Weldon socks. Yeah, dude. The way that they are comfy on my feet, and I don't know if you know this, people, it, you don't need it. I do because it just makes me feel better. On like right above the big, right below the big toe, like right when the meat of your foot, right after the toe ends and the meat of the foot Yeah, starts. the beef of that foot. The beef of that foot. That beefy. There's, there is a little R and a little L ah. right there, so you know which one is going on the right foot. I can't tell you how upset I would get if I didn't know which foot that... The what fact goes that where? These, the fact that these two socks go exactly on the exact feet makes me so happy. I saw one time you didn't have that, and you kept falling over. You were I stumbling did. around. I you looked like a newborn this, deer. I had like a, you know, like the, the banana of my socks went the wrong way. Yeah, dude, you're stumbling around, tripping. Dude, and, and, and I'm not Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm no. not trying to like do it on purpose. No, no, no. It ain't, on a, it ain't um, for an Academy Award. It's, it's, it ain't. It I'll ain't. tell you that right now. It's it just ain't. for life. It's for life. So I got my little R. I got my little L. I've got great fitting socks that just don't feel too bulky, you yeah, know, when yeah. I'm when I'm exercising. It doesn't no. feel like I'm putting on a Christmas like stocking. Yeah, no, I don't, it's I don't want to be. I'm not. I don't want to put lead boots on. Yeah, listen, we're in L.A., man. Like they, people know that if they're listening to us, we're in L.A. We like that that light fabric. We like them light socks. Yeah, a Christmas <laughs> stocking. <laughs> <laughs> and Mac Weldon is doing it for us. Uh, right? 
I don't even know what else I want to say. I just let's, I just want to keep talking about them for our podcast because I keep wanting to just grab more stuff. Nah, and I will. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm getting uh, I'm getting the joggers next. I think we yes. talked about that last time. Can't wait to yeah. get on their easy website. Give the website a look. Uh, you'll find it. You'll find that it's uh, couldn't be more easy to use. And let's give them a deal, Eugene. Oh yeah, we will. For twenty percent off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash dumbbells and enter promo code dumbbells did you hear that for 20 percent off your first order visit macweldon.com slash dumbbells and enter the promo code dumbbells people yeah you get that you get that deal and then you get into that weldon blue and you're off to the races come on let's get to it on our youtube uh well this is still just kind of about gyms planet fitness um, in in Pennsylvania is doing the bare minimum. I emailed them uh, to suggest that they should start checking temps at the door, and they told me that they're not going to do it unless the state mandates it. So that's not cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Michael I mean, saying, to, yeah. to me, that's it's not. Again, it's not perfect, but man, it really seems like you could cut. You could take a drastic you know, amount of people that could be infected out of the mix just by doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Philly pushed gym reopenings to August. Now, Andrew is saying on our, on our YouTube also, um, and the place he goes had some ideas, but who knows at the moment. Push to August. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, people are doing it, but like the fact that, wow, what would still, Rocky do? <laughs> I mean, he would, do his normal workouts because he. But can he do wouldn't. That. But he used to spar at Mighty Mix. He wouldn't be able oh, to yeah. go there. You hey, Mick, you mean to tell me the gym's closed till August? I gotta fight now, Apollo. Now, um, well, Dolph Lundgren couldn't do his either because there'd be <laughs> all those scientists would have to have masks on. Yeah, but he probably got tested every morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got you know, they're running tests all the time. He's taking steroids, he's getting yeah. tested. I mean, they're breaking the rules. They're breaking all the rules. Um, yeah, I, the fact that they're it's uh, we I know we just mentioned that like these big global gyms are probably better about it because they have these standards. But it's funny that even like a Planet Fitness or things like this are not taking it because those are the ones that are kind of franchised and individually owned, right? I think so. Yeah, maybe yeah. there's no kind of top-down mandate or something, but I, sure. I, don't, I don't know. That is that is disheartening to hear that. It's just, you can't it go... Is. You like people going above and beyond. Yeah, and the, and the fact that they're not or whatever. I mean, and it's... I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to still even look at, like, you know, some of my family members and stuff. Um, you know, I'll see them out and about on, like, a July 4th weekend, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know? people just straight up, it's, it's done, man. I'm back... You know, going back to normal. Yeah. Um, uh, Red uh, Ramos. Oh, okay, so we're going to shift into qu- some nutrition questions. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any nutrition questions, let them fly. We'll answer to the best of our abilities. Do you want, should we answer this Red Ramos one or should we um, should we talk about what we're doing first to maybe give some people uh, some time to write in or what do you think? Um, I, I mean, we can answer this first one. Yeah, uh, also, um, Andrew, who mentioned the Philly uh, gyms reopening, also said that the art museum stairs might be getting too crowded. <laughs> to, hey. Uh, yeah. Hey, to maintain your distance, all right? I Absolutely. went there. I did that. I did that as a little just 
kind of shuffle up those stairs with uh, Quincy, and it, it did take a little while. Yeah. It's like quite a, a bit of stairs. I'd, I would absolutely run to the top of those stairs if I was there, for sure. Yeah. And I would go to see the statue. It's not it's not there anymore. It's like uh, it's like at a park somewhere, right? Yeah. Close, he gave it to Yeah, he gave it to the city of Philadelphia, and they're kind of like, <laughs> who cares? Where do you want us to put this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Red did ask, have we tried uh, slow-carb diet? Slow-carb diet. So this, did Tim Ferriss kind of start th- this? Uh, I th- or he made it popular. Yeah. He did it like in the four-hour body. That was like the thing that he did. I believe so, yeah. I and it's... The- if from what I remember correctly about it, it's you basically you eat multiple times throughout the day, four times a day, something like that. It, it's six days a week. I think he had a one cheat day, like an overfeed day. That was a yeah. cheat day thing. And then it's all low glycemic carbs. So like legumes, you know, potatoes, sweet right. potatoes, that kind of thing. If you are having carbs. Right. Uh, so it, it's avoiding white carbs. Right. Um, so like breads, pastas, cereals, baked goods, that kind of stuff for six days a week. Um, and then you eat the same meals over and over. That's basically uh, proteins, vegetables, legumes, fats, and spices. And then you don't – and then it's just almost like everything else where you're just drinking water and and um, not drinking any kind of sugar, you know, um, you're not taking in any other calories from drinks. Right. No um, fruit. No fruit. Yeah. No fruit. And uh, and then you have the one day off a week. Oh, so um, there is a cheat day. I'm looking at, I'm trying to see if I, I looked up this thing on it real quick here. Yeah. Yeah. And it is Tim Ferriss. Uh, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, listen, it's, uh, you're, you're avoiding, um, White carbohydrates, which is the bread and the pastas and stuff. Like, you know, that's something that you should be focused on. Kind of good to do right now in this climate anyway, right? Yeah. Limiting, (laughs) limiting anything. (laughs) Hey, now's the time, right? Enough with the whites. Uh, There's unhealthy, they're unhealthy for everybody, really. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, and so I, I guess the theory behind it being the, you know, the lower glycemic carbs, they take a longer time to get processed. They're more complex carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to use them for energy than you are to store them for fat. Slows down that whole digestive process. So, I mean, I think to some degree, like, you know, paleo, keto, not exactly, but, you know, kind of avoiding simple carbs in general. Yes. The, the thought principles behind it are all very similar. I mean, I do some version of that. I'm not exactly adhering to slow because I don't even eat beans or legumes or anything really right. anyway. But um, I think there's some merit to it. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. I you know I I personally have kind I've of opened it, opened up to more of uh you know a, a looser uh, paleo template or whatever. But you know, ultimately, it it is similar to that, and I think a lot of it is similar to that where you're just kind of um, eliminating certain things from your diet or just focused on not doing it as much and then allowing yourself one day a week. And that ultimately will just get you in the right focus to have things that you like every once in a while and not stress out about it, you know? 
Yeah, it's it's in, an entire cheat day. I mean, I think, look, if that's going to help you, we don't like the vernacular cheat, right? Because it's it's implying that you're that you're not supposed to be doing that, and right. it attaches like a value to food and all that stuff, and that can be a slippery slope. You know, you get into taboos and all this kind of weird psychology. So I think it's good just to you know a treat day or. Uh, a day where you're off the template, whatever. But cheat is always weird, I think, to say. Right. And for me personally, a full fucking day is just a lot, man. I can do a lot of damage to myself in a day. Yeah. And um, it doesn't it doesn't seem sustainable to me. That being said, I have done it in the past, and it did help me start to move towards a direction of eating this way more permanently. You mean so if you've, you, you've done it in the past where you've had a whole day where you don't a whole worry day. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did, it did help me get closer to where I am now, ultimately. It was all part of the journey. So I don't know, man. If, you, if it takes doing a full day to where you'll, you'll stay on the path six days a week initially, I'd say give it a shot. You know, see how it works for your body. And yeah. if you're getting good results from it, then roll with it. But, um, but I would be open to looking to kind of eliminate that and doing a more... Um, you know, more open system when you're eating more liberally to where it's like, you feel like having that meal, you have it, you move on versus, you know, saving it all for one day and doing like appointment garbage eating to where it's like, you're trying to fit as much junk as you can into one day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's also a tough thing where then your, your cheat day or that one day a week becomes so stressful because you're like, what can I do this day so that I can get everything that I want in one day, and, and it just, you're not only going to feel like garbage if you focus on it for that whole day, but you probably will for Monday and Tuesday. Like, let's say that day is on Sundays. The next couple of days is you recovering from that day off. Yeah, you feel like a where, fucking hangover. And then also, yeah. bum, you're mentally bummed, too, because it's like the cheat day's over, and now it's back to the fucking grind. Right, right. So, or you get stressed out in the sense of, oh, I did this all on my cheat day, and then everybody's going out to dinner on a Wednesday when everybody can go out to dinner again or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you can't be there for part of that, or you feel like you're, you know, you're not doing it correctly. If you just kind of have these meals when you can have the meals it's better mentally for you and you're able to like really focus in on just eating better and i think that's what any of this is ultimately it's you know your calories in versus calories out and you're making sure that the calories in that you're taking or the calories that you are taking in are nutritious and helping you get to your goals your fitness goals and also um you know maintaining a a good, uh, you know, like you feel good physically. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, all that being said, taking in something like that, whether it be paleo, whether it be keto, there is some comfort and value in the structure of it too. You learn some stuff about yourself. And I, if I, from what I can kind of gather about Tim Ferriss's slow carb diet, he has some supplement supplementation recommendations, some micronutrients, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's worth, if you're really into it, you like the philosophy of it, you tolerate those foods well, give it, a tr- give it a try, yeah. and you'll learn something about yourself. But don't, don't look at it as like, this is going to be me forever. You know, think that you have to be that dogmatic or, or dogged. I don't know. Dogged? Dog-eared? Dog-eared or dog-gone. Um, um. 
but yeah, be open to kind of, and if you, if there's elements that you like from it, then take and fucking add to it and adjust and try a lot of different things. I think is always the best mentality, but yeah, there's nothing in there that freaked me out too much from what I could Mm-mm. see where I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's like a uh-uh. danger zone. Um, another question here is, um, from yeah, nah on uh, YouTube, uh, saying, uh, he's a truck driver in Australia Whoa, cool. and he works from 5 a.m. to around 6 p.m. Do you have any recommendations for foods to eat during the day on the go? Ooh, I mean, sitting in, in the cab of a truck for yeah. that long every day. Um, I, I mean, what, you know, whatever can satisfy you and, and hold you off for the longest and eating on the go. I mean, I don't know. Like, well, that's so yeah. Nah, if you're still on here, do you, do you have issues with doing meal prep? Is it something that you've tried to do before? Like is cause totally fine. If it is, if taking a cooler in this truck is a bridge too far and that's something you kind of want to avoid. I totally get that. That might be too much to fucking have to pack a cooler for yourself every day. Um, so if that's a no go, as far as like drier, healthy goods that will last in the car, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's nuts you can do. Uh, you could chop up some vegetables, sure. carrots, celery, carrots, that celery, kind of thing. Yeah. That's going to keep pretty well. I mean, you know, by the end of the day, it's probably going to be done. But I mean, for the, at least for the majority of the day, if you're running the AC in there, you're going to be okay with that kind of cal- carrots and celery. And that's something fun that you can crunch a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as far as like, if you're not packing a lunch, you could look into doing shakes, some like some high quality meal replacement protein shakes. You could do bars. There's different kinds of bars. You could do RX bars we talk about. Yeah. Um, you could do, you know, the Think Thin bars, uh, a lot of different kinds of bars that you could do. But I mean, if you're uh, focused on, yeah, overall nutrition and you're just like, you want to make sure that you have, you know, food on the go, like vegetables fruits and vegetables to just like crunch on like crunching on an apple if you can is you know never gonna hurt you you know so he he or she talked i mean i don't know i mean he or she you did a you did a movie about like uh women truck drivers right eugene yeah you're right i don't want to be i don't want to attach gender to it um yeah yeah, he said the hardest thing is being able to reheat meals yeah i totally get that so if you know if I can eat chicken cold. Some people can't. Um, so if you don't want to do chicken cold, I mean, you can look into like different kinds of beef jerkies sure. and jerkies. There's like jerky has really come into its own now. It used to be pretty bad, but you can get some really good jerky that's not that's not filled with a bunch of fucking garbage. Right. And um, isn't all based in brown sugar. Yeah. All, yeah. Yeah. So you can like look into those different jerkies. And then, uh, and then, you know, find some and order it, get it shipped out to your house and then have that be your kind of, you know, protein slash snack in the car if you're not looking to reheat things. And then if you're not open to doing cold chicken. Yeah. He goes by he, him. Okay, good. All right. So we're okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking into those different kind of jerkies, <laughs> I feel, I feel like this is not inspiring. We're like, Hey man, crunch on some fucking carrots and have some jerky. What's the problem? I mean, what a tough, you know, I, I salute him on his, um, on his, on his work, you know, like that's, that's something to, you know, not being able to reheat things and, 
and focusing on kind of like snacking food as food. Um, you know, I would try to just, yeah, do my best of like getting some of that crunch with some raw veggies and stuff. Yeah. So our advice to you, raw veggies, they yeah. will keep nuts, all different kinds of nuts. Treat yourself, go crazy with it. Pecans, almonds, cashews, mix it, mix roasted, unroasted, go salted. Yeah. Who gives a shit? You know, uh, look into the different kinds of jerkies that you can do. Think about cold chicken as a possibility. Sure. Uh, and if, you know, cooling it or maintaining that temperature uh, cold is challenging, you know, you could always pack that stuff as the first meal of the day. So at least you get one good thing in there that's, that's like a, that's fresher and well-kept. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, you're switching to the more dry goods that are shelf stable and then experiment with all the different kinds of bars to do too. You know, with those protein bars, the things you want to steer clear of are ingredients that you don't know what they are. So a lot of weird chemicals, names you can't pronounce too many ingredients is a bad sign. And then also pay attention to the sugar content on those bars too, because that sugar can kind of run away with you a little bit. Also, if you feel like your protein is a little bit light, you know, you can look into like a protein supplement to have on the road too. And that's something you can just keep the powder in a bag, mix it with water. And, uh, that's something that'll keep also. Yes. And then, you know, that portable fruit, man, self-contained, you know, an apple, that kind of thing that's going to keep. Sure. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Apple and orange, a banana. I can name more fruits. That's pretty good. Apple, orange, banana. Good job. Um, cool. Uh, Michael is asking or said that I started um, uh, intermittent fasting IF. My main goal is to lose belly uh, and love handles. Um, I just have no idea how many calories to house in the window. Uh, should it be mostly protein? Uh, I'm trying to keep uh, building muscle. Okay. Um, and does uh, skull break the fast? So That's chewing tobacco? Chewing tobacco, yeah. Um, no, I don't think it breaks the fast, but I don't think it'll necessarily help you. I mean, are you way. getting calories in there from it? Do you? No, you just chew it, it right? I think you get calories from it. From chewing tobacco? You might, you might get some. Huh. Um, so um, I would try to find out what your um, your calorie caloric intake should be. Um, like either from my fitness pal or something along those lines uh, where you can you can gauge uh, your your caloric intake um, that shouldn't change when you're intermittent fasting meaning you should have a pretty good idea of what you should be taking in every day even if you're let's let's do the rough um, estimate that you're maybe around 22 to 2500 calories a day. I would focus in on making sure that a, a good number of your um, your food is is still mostly protein. So you you focus on how much you weigh now and try to your hardest try your hardest to like have your protein equal the amount of uh, in in grams that you weigh. So if you if you weigh a hundred and you know eighty pounds, that you're trying to get hundred and eighty grams of protein in a day. That seems like a lot, but it's also, um, if you're focused on building muscle, that should be a pretty good mentality. One per one to one or, um, or one to like 0.8 roughly. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the trick with the IF. So it, it is, you know, it, it is your recommended daily allotment of calories. It's just in a restricted window. Right. So however you want to do that. And now, you know, I think the reason people get some weight loss from it outside of what it does for you from a blood sugar standpoint and a hormone standpoint, which are all healthy and positive, I think you do end up eating less on you it. You do. Yeah. So that, you know, that's something to factor in too. So it's, you know, I would say if you're really dead set on keeping that muscle and making some gains while you're on it, you know, just make sure that you, you know, you are getting your, your necessary calories. So whatever right. you would in a normal day. And then like Eugene said, pay special attention to the protein. I looked up skull. It said, there's no chewing. There's no calories in chewing tobacco. And if, even if you do swallow some of the spit, it's a negligible amount. That being said, I do have caffeine when I'm fasting and some some freaks will say that you can't even you shouldn't even have caf- caffeine like any anything that ch- adjusts your metabolism at all sped up or slowed down will technically break the fast but yeah. i have caffeine and it works fine for me i don't feel I do like too. i'm yeah. losing benefit so i think nicotine would probably operate under the same principles too so sure i mean i don't love you having that chewing tobacco dude <laughs> hey but you know you got a spittoon should, uh, let's if if you have, have a have you ever spit have you ever spit in a spittoon? Huge? I've never. Um, I think I remember in high school trying chewing tobacco, and I just didn't get what was happening. Did you get buzzed from it? I don't know. Sick. I just remember it being. Yeah, I remember it being gross. And you were a smoker. You never thought about switching to t- chewing it. No. I, you, but even like the first time I smoked cigarettes, it was gross, and you didn't. You were just like, "What is this? Why am I doing this?" You, and then theater happened. Yeah, and you had to hang out. And you had to hang out. You did it to look cool and hang out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a turtleneck. black turtleneck on and everything, yeah. Okay. Uh, not turtleneck. I had a black shirt on. Okay. Let's be honest. I wasn't going to rock a turtleneck unless I was the rock in that one picture. <laughs> with the fanny <laughs> with pack? The, and all- with the fanny pack and the chain on the outside. Yeah. Um, Normcore. Yeah. Uh, Kurt said, I picked up 100% way from Costco. Uh, how'd you get into Costco? Uh, because my fitness pal told me I wasn't getting enough protein. Uh, it also tells me I don't get enough fiber or potassium. Uh, thoughts, advice, opinions. Um, uh, I think unless you adjust those MyFitnessPal um, percentages yourself, I think it gives you just kind of like a um, base amount for all of those um, potassium and fiber and all that stuff. So I would look into it um, and and change the percentages based on uh, your focus. Uh, getting some whey protein, I think, from Costco or whatever, uh, so you get more protein in your diet, I think is good if you're not taking it enough. Uh, just make sure that your your you know total amount of calories is then gauged from that. So if you're raising your protein amounts, that you're lowering your carbohydrates amounts so that you're still getting an even amount of calories every day. Um, that's the focus that the, my, my fitness pal is really trying to get is for your percentages to be correct for you. Um, and that will also obviously change if you're like, you know, if you're staying away from um, complex carbohydrates, for instance. So like, let's say you're, you know, for all sense of it, going to like 40, 40, 20. So like 40% carbohydrates, 40% protein, 20% fat. 
in your breakdown of your daily amounts of calories. Um, if you switch that at all, it's going to make your protein, like if you're trying to get your protein up and then your calories down, it's going to say that you need less fiber in the day, which yeah. is untrue. You should still have the same amount of fiber in the day. You just have to get it somewhere else. Right. So it's just very, you know, like that, that's the problem with some of the online or like, you know, these apps is that, you know, you should find what the best and the best performing for you amount of fiber and, and potassium and all of that is. I don't know what the, I don't know, I wouldn't know what the FDA or any of that would say is, or what a doctor would even tell you how much fiber or potassium you should have in a day. Case by case. I mean, it is, you know, right? I think it's, yeah, an act based on activity and sure. digestion and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, without without knowing that, um, Kurt, not being able to to look at your insides, tough to say. I mean, you know, I think, I you know, probably most people don't get enough fiber. I think that's kind of safe to say. Yes. And it's, it's, it's hard to add fiber to your diet unless you're supplementing with like a Metamucil or like a... Uh, psyllium husk or something like that. But if you can add more dietary fiber by way of food, uh, I say go for it. Yeah. Couldn't hoit, as they say. Couldn't hoit. I think a couple of people say it like that. Yeah. Hoit. Couldn't hoit. Couldn't Uh, hoit. Hoit volleyball, right? Is that the brand? Uh, Hoit volleyball. I don't know. Yeah. Is it? It's it's Voight. Um, But uh, also, don't forget to. I'm thinking of John Hoit. All right. That's probably why. Also, don't forget to Voight this year. Got it. Uh, you know, if you want to change things, you got to do that in the v- polls. Um, but so I think that um, adding dietary fiber is always good to do. Uh, and, you know, that's, you know, up in your vegetable, those kind of raw vegetables, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Nuts have, have good fiber. Um, so why not? And then as far as potass, uh, you know, you could look into taking like a multivitamin um, that, you know, that has some good micronutrients that you might be missing. Uh, why not? You know, yeah. you know, none of those things sound like a bad thing to increase, but I'm with you. Eugene is like this, my fitness, but they're just looking at like arbitrary stuff that you're yes. giving them and kind of guessing on it. It's not really like a mainline in your, your blood or, you know, testing your doing a full blood panel. Right. There's stuff you can do, like the tests that you can do, like where you get like blood work done. So you can see if you are deficient in any micronutrients. Most people are deficient in vitamin D. And then, yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think that kind of focus and that kind of goal for yourself is probably the best way to like try to figure it out is, and it is true. People are usually are, um, are missing vitamin D. People are usually missing the amount of fiber that they need in every day. And, you know, you can gauge that by your, you know, your deucerous, your deucerous every day. Deucerous. You know, is it consistent? And is it every day at the same time? And you know, if that, if that's changing because your diet is changing, then you might need to up that as well. You know? Yeah. Kurt, drop a little deucerous in the toiletto and, uh, take a good look at it. See where you're at, you know, for you. It's a good, healthy deuceroo. Then the fiber looks fiber's probably okay. Nice. Don't send us any of these pics, though, please. Thank you very much. Uh, also, please, as much of you use deuceroo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Irvin asked, "What's a good at-home chest workout without a bench?" Oh, that's a that's um, besides push-ups. That that's 
yeah, let's let's answer at least one of these workout ones here. Non-nutrition? Non-nutrition, especially since we finish up here. Um, but um, uh, what's a good chest workout with besides push-ups? Um, do you, does does Irvin have uh, dumbbells or know. or anything? Because just I mean, you can without just without a bench. Yeah, you can do the you can do bench from the ground. I mean, yeah, you're you're floor, s- floor bench. You're slamming your elbows into the the ground, but you're still getting floor something. Press. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you could even do it like if you have a um, a foam roller, you can lay on top of that foam roller, and it cha- challenges your stability a little bit too. Or a physio ball, and then you can do dumbbell presses with the uh, with the physio ball. Yeah. You could also, if you have bands, uh, put the bands depending on how big your physio ball is. Put the bands underneath your physio ball, and then uh, press upward and do like uh, band flies, flies yeah. from underneath the physio ball. Mm-hmm. Um, banded push-ups, banded well. push-ups. Yeah, so that's where you're threading the the band uh, in your hands and then slapping it over your back and then you're pressing up from a push-up position with resistance. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of those. Sure. Uh, if you do have bands as well, you can do you can have one of the bands connected to you know some kind of pole or you know um, uh, something that doesn't obviously move. And do single arm flies that way too. Of like single arm, them. double arm flies too. Yeah. Like if you have like a post or something in your backyard that you can, you know, you're not going to snap the band back. You can do chest presses with the band. Yeah. And then single presses with it. Um, yeah. And you, you were saying like single arm, you know, so if the band's not heavy enough, then you can double the band up on one side and do single arm. Sure. Um, single arm presses too. Um, great. Uh, do you want to, uh, do you want to see these chips, Eugene? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any, um, quote unquote, healthy snacks that have been a go-to for you lately? Um, no, not really. Not healthy ones. I've just been, um, wa- like watching the amount of regular ones that I've been taking in, but yeah, I have that- been taking it in. Um, but what chips are those? Okay. So healthy in quotation marks, sure. because these are like quote unquote grain free. There's still carbs in there. Yeah. So. Uh, so Eugene and I were both into the Terra chip varietal of the green plantains. Yes. Yeah. So those are great. Those are like close to potato chips for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so they have these Terra chips, the green plantains, they taste like potato chips. I don't have any of those right now, but I get those all the time. Anyway, you can get them at whole foods or order online or whatever. Uh, so I started getting into these Sietes. Have you tried these before? I love those. Yeah. 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 The nacho ones I like. Yeah, so they have f- different flavors. They've got nachos. Sea salt's really good, too. So this is pretty close to a tortilla chip, and they kind of have a Tostitos vibe. Yeah. Because the they're made from a cassava flour, which isn't quite as sturdy as corn or you know tr- traditional kind of flour tortilla chip. Uh, so it's, they break a little bit easier, but they're good for salsa. They definitely taste like chips and salsa. Like They've got a Mexican food kind of feel to them. Siete like brand. Yeah. So I've been doing those, but the ones that I switched to recently are these cauliflower tortilla chips. And they're from Ooh. this brand called From the Ground Up. They're grain-free. Uh, the ingredients, they also have cassava as the, bla- as the base, but they also have uh, cauliflower in there, chia seeds, and then, uh, and then a vegetable blend that includes spinach, broccoli, carrot, tomato, beet, and uh, shiitake, mu- shiitake mushroom. Where'd you get those from? So this is the same thing. They have these at like Whole Foods. I think maybe even some Ralph's. 
or uh-huh. or you could order them. Um, and they're called From the Ground Up, and they're a little sturdier. The From the Ground Up cauliflower tortilla chips. They're a little sturdier than the Siete's, and they have a different texture, and the flavor is somehow really fucking good on, on them. I don't know. I don't what know what it, it tastes is. like. It it's um. Does it taste like a tortilla chip, or does it taste? It tastes like a, like a tortilla chip, but maybe a little different. Like more and like a is, pita chip. No, not like a pita chip. Closer to tortilla chip. There is a little bit of you know how cauliflower kind of stinks. Yes. There's a little bit of that weird cauliflower stink when you first open the bag. Very, very minor. Not enough to put you off or make them not good. Mm-hmm. But they don't taste anything like that at all. You just have to get the stink out of the bag first. You got to get that stink out of you gotta, the bag. You got you to air, but, it <laughs> air out the stink for a second. But it's not, it's not enough that it stops you from wanting to eat the chips ever. It's always right. just like, oh, yeah, there's a little cauliflower note. Yeah, there. let me get the stink out of the bag. Let me let, let me get the stink let out it, of the let bag. Let it breathe. Let the let the chips breathe for a second. Let the chips breathe. Put the chips in the decanter. <laughs> yeah. Get that stink out. Get them cauliflower notes out. <laughs> um, but they're really fucking good, dude. I pr- I promise you, they're good. I wonder what they are calorically. What the difference is between the sietes. So we can look into that really quick. So uh, a serving of siete chips is a twenty-eight grams, and uh, you're Which looking is at how many hundred- chips. 15 chips. Oh, okay. You're looking at 130 calories, 19 grams of carbs, and three grams of dietary fiber. Okay, six grams of fat. So the uh, cauliflower chips are a little bit more hearty. So at, for the same 28 grams, which is about 10 chips, but the chips are thicker. Thick, yeah. Uh, so you get 10 chips in a serving. You get 140 calories and uh, seven grams of fat. Uh, 19 grams of carbohydrates and two grams of dietary fiber. So I'd say nutritionally, the Sietes are probably a little better. Yeah, maybe, but but still. but but negligible. Right. And this is a nice kind of change up between the two. Right. Yeah. So you get a little more fat and slightly more calories in the uh, uh, cauliflower chips, but definitely worth. I want to send you some, Eugene, because I think you'll dig them. Yeah. I mean, if we ever see each other again, we can just yeah. I could send, I could ship them to you if I can't ever to see each you. other. Yeah, yeah. Um, great. No, I want to try. My, I want to know if people else has um, anybody else out there have had those cauliflower chips. Definitely, those sietes have been. I I get almost every time I go to the grocery store. But yeah, that's, the it, that's that's when I'm just not eating regular Tostitos. Limit <laughs> limiting my amount. You know. Right. Just because nutritionally wise, we, I am kind of in this extra, you know, nesting mode. So I'm kind of just taking in what's what the family's taking in, especially now. Um, but yeah, I've been well fed the past uh, couple of weeks, man. I had to like scale back like this week and I was like, man, I got to scale back a little bit because I didn't it didn't feel good. I felt like I was just eating too much. I felt yeah. full a lot and still yeah. kind of eating, you know. Sure. And I was like, this is not this is not me enjoying and being reasonable this is me like feeding my brain somehow oh yeah and i feel like the moment that i start really locking into that kind of lifestyle is when like everything's going to open up again and i'll be like huh (laughs) (laughs) the food falls out of your mouth (laughs) it's just be like eating pizza after pizza yeah whatever i'm used to pizza now (laughs) yeah um but yeah i i mean it's um it's it's definitely um, affecting 
being more uh, full has definitely affected my exercise and my, you know, my daily activity. So the more that I'm just kind of like, even just eating what is around and, and limiting my amount of like actual Tostitos and switching back to the Cietes or something has been something that like, you know, Trish and Quincy will open up a bag of chips and I'll have a couple and be like, what am I doing? And then at least, you know, <laughs> getting my own and going like, no, I, I can't eat those. I, I, I've come to the realization that it, like with the foods, like I'm a little bit of an alcoholic. I'm a little bit of a, I can kind of keep it going for a while. Like I'm like the guy that's like, hey man, I'm just switching to beer. No biggie, dude. I can have a couple of sips of beer. And then, you know, the next thing you know, I'm like, you know, everybody else is kind of normal and buzz and I'm like fucking wasted, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little bit, not all the way, but I'm a little bit like that with food to where I kind of have to toe a little bit more strict a line than some people do. Sure, Because Nancy and Stone can kind of like eat stuff, forget about it, move on, yeah. have a little bit. It's not a big deal for them. I think our and relationship f- with food is just different. And also, you know, I think results-wise, we're looking for the food to do a different thing for us. Um, yeah. So I yeah. think that also affects it, you know. Um, and, and yeah, right now I, I have been really focused more on, um, on doing some heavier stuff, uh, in the last week and getting that soreness is nice. I've been getting yeah, that dude. soreness. I'm jealous. And I haven't I'm like, had that oh, in a man, while. Like my triceps are tight right now, but I mean, and that was from, even though like, um, uh, even though I, I have more more workout stuff available to me again. I, I have been just trying to f- really focus on slowing down like tempo and um, and really going hev- like a little lighter but still heavy and yeah. slowing down that tempo. And so like I was doing like like you know skull crushers that just was slow yeah. and then um, was much and then doing banded push ups with like. Um, with my feet up, so like um, I guess those are decline. I, I guess those are incline. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing incline um, push-ups with a band, and though and tricep, and that was like the chest part of my workout yesterday. Those were the only two things I did for chest, and I'm hurting today. I'm fucking jealous. But I feel like, and that was just like it's not like I'm going that heavy. I, and I, I think also what has helped is throwing that TV in there. I've been taking longer yeah. breaks because I like look at something for longer because I'm used I'm used to doing like a hit workout yeah. so I'm just like banging it out going and then you know higher reps less weight so now that I'm going heavier again and then just like taking a full two minutes in between you wow. know watching another Beyonce video which what a great idea that TV was whose idea was you that know? you know what's crazy is that I do have a a Apple TV thing out there and a cable box like that's wireless from like the bedroom that we had it in before that got turned into a nursery or whatever. But, um, there's not a television. St- I feel like an old man saying this but, and, and a dad, but I'm like, there is not a television station that plays videos, mu- music videos. It sucks. I have to I go on it. YouTube and just watch vivo or whatever. Yeah. It's a sucks, dude. I totally miss that. I love music videos. They're, still, They're like the perfect gym companion. Yeah. People still make them. They're still out there. They're still out there. You can still watch them, but there's not a television station 
that just that, curates them and runs them. No. There should no. be. There are still like music stations where it's just like whatever music choice fucking cable stations where it's just like the song. Yeah. Or it's like a Spotify list where I'm like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. That's it's like not a satellite thing. No, I want I the want videos. That. MTV knows straight up. It's got the guys from Paulie and the guy from Jersey Shore just doing yeah. like a prank show now. It's just like, come on. The ratings are really better on that than fucking just running like uh, lemonade or, you know. Yeah, like the, seriously. I want yeah. I like, I want that again. I want, I want, I want to watch a video or, or like yeah. I'll watch a concert. God damn it. Yeah. I'm Anyways. Well, You're old, so dude. That's, that's so I'm I. old. Yeah. I want to watch, I want to watch videos while I'm working out because they're fun, especially some of the new ones. They're, they're brilliant. Yeah. I've Good watched. Luck. I'm seeing some videos I'm watching right now that I'm just like they're the you know, cinematography is great. The it's, it's come a long way from like uh white wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, wow, was this with a camcorder? Yeah. And then like it like, you know, switches and there's just like you could just tell like they paused it and then moved something and then put like a red flower in there and then like started the camera. I mean I'd again. watch I'd watch um what's it simply irresistible as a fucking <laughs> again. Robert Palmer? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, cool. Well, um, one more question. Do you think there's any benefit to eating a certain amount of macros at certain times of the day? I eat high-protein, high-fat breakfast, moderate-carb, high-protein lunches, and dinners. I work out for about an hour and a half per day. Um, that's from uh, Matthew Moynihan. Love that dude. Always around. Um, um Let's see. High protein, I'm all, high I'm all fat, over the. Go ahead. I'm all over the map on that. Me too. So I, because it's like, yeah, eating for so you can eat for performance, right? So that you can have great workouts and make great gains and be able to perform at a high function in a gym or lift with your lift or if you're cycling or whatever you're doing. There's a way that you can eat and adjust your macros to benefit that. There's also ways that you can optimize your own hormones to get the as lean as possible and kind of stack your macros that way. So it just kind of depends on what you want. I think from an optimum nutrition standpoint, uh, depending on what you want to do, there absolutely is a way. It depends on what you want and what you're doing, and they're all different. Um, I always, for me, the challenge for me is psychology. So it's always, how can I maintain a healthy diet and stay consistent with it so that I can stay as lean as possible in the healthiest way possible. So for me, it's like, what, what can I do to be the most consistent? So intermittent fasting has opened that door up for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and as far as how I'm timing my macronutrients, you know, I try to eat as close to post-workout as I can based on when my fast ends. And then I try to have a decent amount of protein so that, uh, cause I know it's very bioavailable after hard resistance training. So that's that's just kind of my little half-assed hack. way that I yeah. that I hack the macronutrients. So Moynihan, it depends on you and what you want, um, yeah. right? I don't know. What do you think, Eugene? I'm I'm the same way. I I try. I I basically because I am also intermittent fasting for the most part. I focus on that first meal um, as my big my bigger meal, um, and I focus on making sure that there's a good amount of protein. Um, and fats and carbs all in that first meal. And that's pretty big. And I, I honestly, I feel like the hack for me is having that meal around noon or one o'clock that's big. 
I, I enjoy it because it's the middle of my day. It's my first one. It's after I've worked out. Um, and I, I'm not that, uh, I won't beat myself up about it as much. It'll yeah. usually, it might include some of the things like the chips or whatever in it because I feel like I, I still have time in the rest of the day to kind of not feel weighted down by it and all that stuff. And then by by my second meal or, or you know, um, I try to stay away from anything like the, you know, um, the the things that would weigh me down, which would be, you know, some of those white carbohydrates and stuff like that. And even like try to watch the amount of too much fat that I'm taking in, but still getting the protein. So I, I usually can end my day with like a pretty decently sized protein and, and greens kind of situation so, so that the way I can you would, sleep at night better. So the, and the way you adjust it is you, if you are going to be a little bit more liberal with your carbohydrates, it's that try to get meal. those as early as possible. Yeah, yeah. Midday. And then midday. And then for your last meal, pretty much just protein and vegetables, yeah. if you can, and complex carbohydrates if you're the, having yeah, those. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. But, you know, maybe even some, some rice at dinner just because I can't not... Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. But, but that's even like a minimum amount because I just, I, if I, if I have a big dinner, it's, I'm, you know, I have a harder time falling asleep and a harder time feeling comfortable at night. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I have to stay up for a little bit longer just so my stomach can settle, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of things to consider Moynihan. There's your digestion. There's how well you're resting at night. Um, you know, if what you're doing is working for you, you like your weight, you like how you're able to uh, perform in the gym and you feel healthy and happy, then I'd say stick with that. I think experimenting is always the best. You know, everybody's different. So yeah, experimenting. I think there's ways that you could look into, you know, optimum nutrition for performance. So that would be, you know, maybe being, you know, having some carbohydrates pre-workout so that you have a good workout. I don't know. All that stuff is worth looking into and experimenting with. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's, um, it, it, we feel like we always end up saying like, it kind of is based on you and how you feel, but I, it really is true. It is. It is. And that being said, there are, there are very specific ways that you can stack those macronutrients to, to support a specific goal and or activity and you just have to decide what that is. Right. And, you know, if, you, if you're telling us you wanted to gain weight, then we would say, yeah, I mean, you need to consistently have calories. You need to preload your workouts with carbohydrates so that you could have awesome workouts and go really heavy. And yeah. then you need to have a major refeed post-workout with carbohydrates and protein. And then you even need to have some carbs before bed. So, I mean, there's all kinds of shit that you can do. You know, it depends on what you want to do, really. Yeah. Yeah. So there's tons of science to it. I mean, yeah, you get, you know, and online there's all, you know, no matter what you, what, no matter what you're into, there's something online that will tell you how to get there, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, do some research, uh, figure it out. Um, and, uh, and, and don't be afraid to, um, to experiment, you know, that's, yeah. the, that's the best way to do it too. And if you want, um, we're not going to have time today, but if you want, if you want to give us more specific information about your goals and stuff and what you want and what you, what we would recommend you eat uh, based on that and the time of day to have it, definitely next time fire away with that question and we'll rec- we recognize your name. We'll answer the question for sure. Oh, right. Um, b- but before we, we 
I mean, uh, Moynihan just jumped back on okay. to say it one more time, but uh, he has to eat 4,000 calories a day to not lose any weight because he's wow. active throughout the day and his workout, he works out daily um, and might get a little too carby before bed. Oh, so he's rocking out like 4,000. Right. He's also, you know, using them. He's taking them 75s for a ride, if you remember. Last oh, that's time. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Moynihan... He's he's putting on he's putting on some of that that muscle, holding on to some of that muscle. So um, yeah, I mean, I think if your focus um, is to because you're so active to not lose any weight, but you want to keep that that muscle on, um, I think high protein, high fat for breakfast, mar- moderate carbs, and high protein for lunches and dinner. I mean, I think that I think that is a good. Base, I, but have you. more have more carbs for your breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I and then you know maybe maybe fat a little bit later. I mean, fat's gonna fat's gonna uh, delay the absorption of those nutrients. So you definitely need fat in that diet, but maybe not for that breakfast. Maybe start upping the fat later in the day after you've exercised and after you've had your first couple meals. I mean, good. You know, yeah. it, it couldn't hurt to have that fat early on, but maybe. You know, and you need to have fat in your diet, and you should. But maybe have that fat later. And I would be don't be afraid to go be a little bit more liberal with those carbohydrates early on. I think they'll add to your energy in those workouts, and then you can start tapering the carbohydrates later in the day. And you've had more of them, so you should be more satiated. And then you don't have to worry about being too carby before bed because you're you've been kind of having those throughout the day a little bit more liberally. Yeah, that makes sense. So great. Yeah. That's what I would do, especially if you're going, having to go 4,000 to maintain. And that's awesome. too. Yeah, man. That's great. You're staying pretty dang active. If you're taking 4,000 calories a day, just to not lose weight is awesome. Uh, I mean, but that's also that hour and a half workout that you're doing every day. Like, yeah, you're killing it. That's great. Um, stick to it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Reach us on social media. Let's let's see this. Um, let's get some of yeah. this pick proof, baby. Yeah, take a pick of each meal. I want to see yeah. how you get that. How you, how you get four thousand calories? That four thousand. That's some rock shit right there. Um, yeah. If you want to um, reach us, I mean, you can keep watching us on um, on YouTube on our on our page. We try to do these live ones every week. Um, we are going to do another live one next week and the week after, and then maybe we'll talk about what's going to happen after that. Cause some things are going to change here at the Cordero household and you know, whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want to watch us live on YouTube, you can do that every Tuesday right now, two thirty um, Pacific time. Um, if you want to just, uh, reach us on social media and, and, uh, message us or or tweet at us or anything you can do so at the dumbbells on all platforms and if you want to email us and ask us a specific question about your nutrition or your training um, or you want to gloat a little bit tell us you know that you're throwing up 75s on a bench or you know what have you eating 4,000 calories a day yeah, whatever it is whatever it is uh, you can email us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Also, we're still curious as to how gyms are reopening. So yes. uh, uh, we thank Allie for sending that to us today and yeah. the people that contributed in the comments. So let us know. Take some pictures. Yeah, show us, us those know squares. 
Yeah. Let us know if you feel safe or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and if you've, you know, what's going on with whatever your gym is, wherever it is. So, uh, on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero today, and uh, all the wonderful contributors on YouTube out there chiming in, Matthew Moynihan, Irvin Herbler, Hubler, uh, Red Ramos, Austin Barbosa, everybody chiming in. We like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live in between. Yeah. One, two, three, four. That was a HeadGum Podcast.